Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. This is M.I.P. With Masamela Matfumo. Mark Thompson. Get woke. Ladies and gentlemen, another favorite time of the week before us. It's time for Thursday Coast, the founder and publisher of the largest online progressive community, DailyCoast.com, the founder of the largest and most accurate polling firm, Civics with a Q.com. And also the host of The Brief, the most downloaded and listened to podcast in the world. Once again, Marcos Melissa's joins us on Make It Plain. Hey, buddy, how are you today? Doing good. Hopefully two of those three will actually be true in, <laughs> in a couple of years. <laughs> right now you're batting 333, though. That's not too bad. 333. Yeah, that's, that's, that's better than a lot of people batting in Major League Baseball these days, especially my Yankees. So, yeah, if I'm doing 333, I'm not doing too bad at all. So, Marcos, uh, Joe Manchin met with uh, civil rights leaders uh, to no avail. Reverend Barber is going to march on Mansion. It'll be a moral Monday on Mansion this coming Monday. In fact, I'm on, uh, on the phone now discussing the prospect of joining them in West Virginia. Hello. Ooh, uh, awesome. So that'd be exciting. You're welcome to join us too if you can get a flight. The thing is, man, you know, people are really beginning to, to see Mansion as a real obstacle to so many thing on, things on Democrats' agenda. He writes his op-ed, and you know, he still feels some loyalty to Robert Byrd. What, what, is, what is up with this dude? I don't know. He's, he's quite the enigma, uh, no doubt. And you know, I've always said he's a guy who represents a state that Donald Trump won by 40 points, 
really have no business having a senator in West Virginia. So the fact that he even exists and he he voted for Chuck Schumer as majority leader and actually, uh, you know, was part of the Democratic Unified Democratic Caucus that passed the American Rescue Plan. I mean, there he's not all bad, but God, he's so obnoxious. And, you know, he's a co-sponsor of the For the People Act. But now that it actually has a chance of maybe passing, he suddenly is opposed to it. But he won't tell anybody why he's opposed to it. It's not like even he says, well, this provision, that provision. No, he just he's opposed to it. So it's clear. I mean, you see pictures of him walking around the Capitol. And there's this massive scrum around him, right? Like we all thought we elected Joe Biden president. We actually elected <laughs> we elected Joe Man- uh, Manchin as apparently as dictator of this country because nothing happens without his say so or his approval. And And I don't know that I understand it. He could easily switch parties. If you wanted to, West Virginia is a state that doesn't punish former Democrats. In fact, almost I would guess that half of the elected Republicans in the state are probably foreign uh, former Democrats. So he could do it really easily and, and he'd fit right at home and he'd be perfectly fine. He'd be accepted. So the fact that he doesn't suggest that he is he does have some allegiance to the Democratic Party. So it's there. He's not all bad. But I don't understand why he has to make everything so freaking difficult. And uh, and and he, the press keeps talking to me. Well, don't give them a reason. If you really actually cared, they wouldn't. Because I don't see anybody huddled around John Tester. And John Tester is a conservative-ish Democrat representing a solidly red state. So you don't have to be a circus clown to attract a circus. If you just like... Put your head down and, and get stuff done. He says he will, you know, he, we got to be bipartisan. Go find 10 Republican votes then. Go right. find 10 Republican votes. And you know, Mark, right. this is this is like the most amazing statistic that I saw this week. I, I couldn't believe this. 538 ranked Republicans by likelihood of voting with Biden, right? So you look at the 10 Republicans most likely to cross party lines to vote with Democrats on any legislation. And you want to know who number 10 is? Who? Mitch McConnell. Wow. I mean, I just tells you right there, it's not going to happen. It will not happen. It will never yeah. happen. Yeah. Mitch McConnell's yeah. made it very clear he's voting against everything because he wants he, he wants Biden to fail, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I don't know if Manchin is so stupid that he doesn't realize that. I don't know what game he's playing. Clearly, he's a survivor. He's he's he won re-election in a state that Trump won by forty points. So he thinks he's doing what he needs to do to survive, but it's a problem. Yeah, it is a problem. So again, we're we're going to go down there, make a stand. Others are doing it. Rambarba's going to do it Monday. Black voters matter. It's probably going to uh, hit him in West Virginia when they do their Freedom Ride bus tour. Um. Are there any electoral consequences to the the base Democrats singling him out? Or does his behavior risk apathy for our base in 2022? I mean, can I mean, you would like to think because we, we're not going to elect a, a senator from West Virginia, I don't think, in 2022. There's no seat there. No. But th- does he poison Democratic enthusiasm with his shenanigans? 
I mean, that danger is obviously there. He, there's no, there's no base Democrats in West Virginia. I mean, West Virginia is, is one of the most Republican states in the country. It's there up there with Wyoming. Again, there's, we have no business having a Democratic senator from West Virginia. So he's both that blessing and he's a curse. But he is a blessing and we can't forget that. So there's nobody that's going to pressure him locally. It just doesn't exist. He does not win without massive Republican support. So I don't think he's going to win re-election. I think that I think that ship has sailed. He's done. But he doesn't think that. And he's proven he's proven time and time again that he can get elected in that state for whatever reason. So but nationally, if the Democratic agenda ends up dead in the water, then yeah, it could definitely create turnout issues for Democrats next year. So it is a real danger. More MIP after this message. What up, y'all? It's Torre, author of I Would Die For You, Why Prince Became an Icon. And in just a few weeks, we're going to drop an epic eight-episode podcast about Prince called Who Was Prince, where we talk to his girlfriends, his musicians, his engineers, his managers, all sorts of people who were close to him to find out who he really was. Who Was Prince? Find out on June 21st. In the meantime, follow Who Was Prince wherever fine podcasts are streamed. Joe Biden making his first foreign trip, Marcos. What does that pretend for the global stage? We know how damaged Trump left the global stage and relationships with allies. Uh, Joe Biden has a great opportunity here to try to fix some of that, doesn't he? I mean, he has to. He has no choice. And I think his very presence is going to be reassuring to our allies and maybe even some of our enemies as well. I mean, who wants to deal with Donald Trump and the uh, irrationality of Donald Trump? So there's that. I still think, though, that long term damage is not just has been done, but it continues to be done. Our inability to safeguard our elections just tells those allies that, okay, we got Joe Biden for four years, but there ain't nothing stopping for Donald Trump or the next version of Donald Trump from being elected and once again making the mockery of those international institutions. So one of the things that the United States had going for itself was at least a basic level of consistency. Now, we can talk about how the nation did not live its ideals in supporting coups in places like Guatemala and, and Peru, right? We can talk about that. But at least when it came to dealing with the global powers, there was a, a basic understanding that that those treaties and those institutions mattered and that the United States would abide by those rules. And that has been completely, completely shattered. And so there's nothing stopping the next Donald Trump or, or Donald Trump himself, God forbid, from once again, you know, trashing those institutions. So what is the incentive that those nations have? And further, they look at the United States Senate. They look at efforts to try to, to, to bolster those electoral institutions. They see Republicans literally fighting them, standing in the way of, of pro-democracy reforms. If I'm, a, if I'm, you know, if I'm any other country in the world, I'm not feeling particularly secure with with the United States right now. And, and especially when you look at the, at the Electoral College and whatever the, the popular vote said, the Electoral College was closer than it should have been. And the danger of the next version of Donald Trump is very, very real. So that whole point, I guess, is that there's only so much Biden can do. He can make him feel better about right now, today. 
But as far as the broader damage to the country, that's that's ongoing. That's an important point. It's interesting. The right wing is also having some some serious issues with Biden asking for full investigation into what happened in the Wuhan lab in China. They're using that to fuel the lab leak conspiracy theory. Is is Biden giving that any extra legs or any new life by requesting an investigation? I mean, I don't I don't think there's anything wrong in trying to find the right answer, the truth. And we shouldn't be afraid of the truth. Right. If there was a lab leak, there was a lab leak. And, and, and right. you deal with with the consequences. What I don't understand is why Republicans think that this gives them a get out of jail free card, like somehow Trump's mismanagement right. through the, the, the pandemic was somehow all nullified. And, oh, it's all good because it wasn't his fault. It was China's fault. You know what it tells me? Mark, the president's number one job, the president's number one job is to keep this nation safe from foreign adversaries. That it is why he is the commander in chief. That's why the Constitution grants him the frickin military. He's got to keep our nation safe. So to me, I give him more of a pass if it's a natural disaster that nobody saw coming. Right. Like you, you're not going to blame Donald Trump because an earthquake knocked out some city. Right. Right. But if a foreign adversary bombed that foreign city. Yeah, that was his job. So what you're saying, what they're saying is if China caused this either deliberately or by accident, and I know I know they're trying to make it that it was a deliberate attack, right? But let's say if it was, I mean, I don't think anybody serious thinks this would ever be a deliberate attack if, you know, worst case scenario, maybe it was, it was an accident, right? His job was to defend his country. His job was to protect us against foreign adversaries. And if China was able to kill half a million Americans under his watch, grind our economy to a halt, basically destabilize the entire world. Right. And all it took was Donald Trump not refusing to wear a mask. I mean, this is not somebody who kept us safe. I actually think it's more damning to Trump than if it was just a, a unforeseen natural disaster. So I don't I don't know why Republicans think this gives them a get out of jail free card. Yeah. Yeah. They they're trying to spend desperate to spend any and everything. Right. What does that have yeah. to do with his response? What Nothing. Did, what, and here's what, the, what, ahead, Yeah, and the other piece, and I just wrote about this today actually, because I was just Lindsey Graham was trying to make that argument that people will people will think differently about Donald Trump's handling of the pandemic. Half a million people died because of handling the pandemic. Where the virus came from really is utterly irrelevant to Trump's performance in, in, in defending that. But the other thing that I pointed out is that according to civics data, in the four years that, that Trump was president, his approval, disapproval numbers never varied by more than four points. You know, so you're up two points, down two points, up two points. It never varied by more than four points. People's opinion didn't change. So when the pandemic rolled around, what happened is that liberals and, and Republican critics, because they exist, just saw that as further confirmation of just how incompetent and idiotic Donald Trump was, right? You know, drink some Clorox to kill the virus. What was amazing, though, is that hundreds of thousands of people are dying and his supporters, Republicans, didn't abandon Trump. That's the piece that I still, to the, I, I'm going to take that to my grave. I will never understand that to the end of my days. But it didn't change anybody's opinion. So even like this Lindsey Graham, like people's uh, you know, views of Donald Trump's performance will change if the lab leak theory is true. It never changed before. Like his opinions about right. Donald Trump never 
change. Nothing could change them. Half a million dead Americans could not change them. So suddenly, you know, it came out of a lab in China. How's that supposed to change people? Like he screwed it up. No matter what you look, you know, how you look at it, he screwed it up. Nobody's mind changed before it. Nobody's mind will change afterwards. And I know they're going to make themselves feel better. And Donald Trump is perfect. And, you know, only he never does anything wrong. And he's only the victim of everybody else's problems right. and incompetence. And he himself is. So maybe I'll make Donald Trump feel better. But in the end, of, you know, ultimately, when you look at public opinion, when you look at people's perception of both the pandemic and Donald Trump itself, nothing's going to change. More MIP after this message. Well, and not to mention the fact people didn't vote in November on lab issues. That was uh, not even on that. That was no conversation other than his crazy right wing tweets. Lab leak, lab leak, flu, uh, 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 Kung flu. Yeah. No one went to the polls to vote him out because a lab leak had yet to be proven. That was not a yeah. factor on anyone's ballot. So. You know, there's he was voted out because of his response, what he didn't do, and the way he mm -hmm. has messed everything up. It was a, a surely a crisis existed, but it was his response to the crisis, whether it was a lab leak or not. It was his response to the crisis um, that that cost him uh, the presidency. But but one more thing on another note: Val Demings has formally announced. How are yep. you feeling now? We talked about it a little bit before. But how are you feeling these days about her candidacy? And does does the rollout help strengthen her uh, possibilities? We got a while ago, right? I mean, this this is over a year away. And I don't doubt that she will raise the money she needs to raise. It's an exciting candidacy, right? She's, she's amazing. So I think people are excited. And she's going to have all the money in the world. Marco Ruby is going to be a tough person to beat in a state that always breaks her heart. That is... Yeah. The the um, that is the subtext of all of this. It's this is not an easy state. Now, if we want to, if we want to, uh, if we want to, uh, Joe Manchin proof the Senate, then we need to win these races. We need to win here. We need to win in North Carolina. We need to win in Pennsylvania. We need to win in Wisconsin, and we need to hold our tough seats uh, in Arizona, Georgia. Uh, maybe New Hampshire, maybe Nevada. So this is not going to be an easy year. There's not a lot of big pickup opportunities. You're not going to see a big, massive right. wave. Right. Like best case scenario, we pick up, I think, four seats, right? Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Florida, North Carolina, four seats. That's kind of the, that's the best case, maybe Ohio, but Ohio is so, it's tough. So I'm like best case scenario is five, I guess, but more realistic best case scenario is plus four, but plus four would make it a 54 46 Senate. Uh, I suspect everybody now running would vote to eliminate the filibuster. We can make Joe Manchin irrelevant at that point. We got the midterm curse against the incumbent party. That's at play, right? And we can't discount that. We got, you asked earlier with Joe Manchin, will he potentially demoralize the liberal base? Totally a possibility. That's potentially there. Maybe the conservatives catch fire finally. What's missing this year that we saw in, in the previous two first-term presidents is a massive organized resistance, right? There was a resistance to Donald Trump, and there was a Tea Party that organized against Barack Obama. There's nothing like that now. There isn't mm -hmm. a mass conservative uprising 
I mean, they're all crying about, you know, Mr. Potato Head and Dr. Seuss. They, they still don't know what they still can't figure out how to run against Joe Biden because he's too white and, and too male for them to, like, really sink their teeth into it. So there's a lot going against us, but there's actually a lot going for us. So Florida, it's one of those states, right? It's, it's a tough year in a tough state and a tough incumbent opponent. Can Val Demings overcome all those things? Yes, she can. Is it likely? I wouldn't say that at this point. Is the possibility there if we work really hard and some things fall, you know, we get some lucky breaks? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm absolutely 100% excited about that race. And we need to. Like, we need to. It's existential yeah. for us to win this election and to, and to win as many seats as possible because uh, otherwise – Senate's dead in the water, right? Nothing's nothing real, nothing substantive. It's going to happen like DC statehood. Yeah, right, right. And that's what we need. That's what we need. Folks, like I said, some of us will be in West Virginia Monday. It's my plan to be there. I'll keep you posted on that and probably do some coverage from there. Meanwhile, though, we invite you to check out dailycoach.com, check out civics.com as always, and check out the brief, the new podcast that Marcos is hosting that's uh, very successful. And stay informed at all times. This has been Thursday Coast with Marcos. Melissa, thanks as always, Marcos. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. And I hope you do make it to West Virginia. I'll, I'll let you know and report back for sure. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. Please remember to listen, like, and wherever you get your podcasts, please give the show a five star rating. And please do spread the word. Let's all continue to pray for each other during this pandemic and this police demic. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been may play. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.